0: this is the frontier podcast powered by gun.io the engineer's choice for engineering talent if you like what you hear rate review and subscribe and follow us on twitter at the frontier pod Jason Zubrick has enjoyed a trailblazing career in retail finance, helping small-scale outlets revolutionize their technology approach as the CTO at DeFi Solutions. DeFi's loan origination solution provides banks, credit unions, and auto lenders with a flexible technology platform that enables modern lending programs. Innovation and accuracy underpin performance in this industry, and Jason emphasizes testing as central to ensuring DeFi remains ahead of the curve in a demanding market. With 15 years in retail, including at video game retailer GameStop, Jason has a unique take on SaaS, retail, and trends in tech, as well as fascinating insights into what's next in the field.
1: Jason, Rob, really cool to have you guys here. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, great to be here. Yeah, pleasure. Thanks for having us could uh, one of you just jump in and kind of, you know, do a two or three minute background story. You know, it's, it's, it's fun to get a little tag team episode together. So uh, how about, how about Rob? Why don't you tell a little story? Let's see. Uh,
2: so, Defy Solutions. Uh, We're kind of a technology tools company for lenders. Uh, over the last uh, seven years, we've been uh, putting together um, a technology stack that really is, you know, provide an exceptional uh, lending system, uh, lending ecosystem. Um, and we kind of started with the idea of being able to hit, like, uh, get mom and pop shops up to technology spec of today. Usually, when you look at the the lending space, the the, the uh, loan origination world uh, home lending is usually out there in front in technology and I mean you still fill out paper and pencil when you go into a uh, to a car lending shop these days so uh, really just helping everyone uh, play with the, with the big boys and you know getting a quick decision auto- automated
1: kind of the so, game plan we do. All right all right so uh, obviously innovation is a big Thing on there, Jason. I'll give you give you the mic for a few minutes or a few seconds to. What do you want to add to that? You know, on the on the technology side, because I am interested that uh, that you guys have both the sort of this innovation thinking and technology thinking. You know, and how those particularly how those roles would would divide across a, a SaaS business.
3: Well, and I think what's so interesting is um, innovation is kind of where we come from, and our our entire platform was built uh, based on our founders' vision for what we wanted to do in the auto lending industry. Um, they are innovators in, in and of themselves and how they think about uh, extending platforms and capabilities to our clients. And, and uh, we've got the word freedom uh, just broadcast around here loudly all over the place because that's what we're trying to do for our lenders. We're trying to give them uh, every, every possible feature at their fingertip as quickly as possible. And, and as you can imagine, for a technology company, any anytime somebody says the word automatic, it's it's uh, immediately six months worth of work. So trying to turn that into something valuable for our clients quickly and and safely is uh, is really important, especially in the lending industry. We're dealing with people's money and we're dealing with a lot of customer data. So so how do you do these things in a risk averse way? Keep a platform up and running. Um, it's a lot of variables that that fit into. Um, that fit into what we do every day. And, and uh, I, I, I love the idea of a chief innovation officer and Rob fits that role perfectly. And and maybe Rob can just, just talk about what he does. Um, and I think the, the way that I kind of view it is that uh, a CTO has to deal with um, past, present, and future. And uh, Rob fortunately is here to help me with that future. And that's what I see the innovation side doing. So if Rob, you want to you wanna talk a little bit about that.
2: Sure. And I mean, when you look at a lot of well, we kind of hinted about it uh, around the edges of this, but the big thing about what makes DeFi so interesting, why our LOS is kind of, you know, uh, the uh, a, A great player in that market is the fact that it's really customizable. All of our lenders, every one of them has a completely different way of um, doing their work and being able to have a system that can flex to whatever is necessary, not just for what they need today, but what they're going to need in the future. It's it's very important. So my my division's entire goal is we, uh, I kind of joke that Uh, Jason deals with the business day to day and I deal with the technology day to day looking at what's coming next um, understanding where we need to take things to be able to quickly bring these new technologies to market and and get them in lenders hands in ways that are safe and understood and they're not trying to figure out what, what the next cloud should be or where what technology that I need in there. So at the core of what I do is, or our group does is uh, check those technologies, understand how that's going to fit within the architecture, make sure that we get that uh, done properly. And then working um, closely with our, with our clients and customers to uh, get them the knowledge they need and the technologies they need to, to smartly do lending.
1: That's interesting. So I wonder, you yeah, know, how do you handle product and the way that, uh, you know, a sort of a agile engineering organization might have product managers or your customer success and those things. It sounds like you guys maybe have a different slice on on those functions, you know, the way that you're thinking about innovation and technology. That'd be cool to unpack a little bit. It, it,
3: it is a little bit different. Um, you know, really what they're doing is is our product management folks are taking direct input from our clients and our, our clients... Uh, are very needy. They have very specific needs. They need it quickly, and and because it's it's really dollars and cents. And it's you know if if we can't get this in by a certain by a certain date, it really means that they're not going to make money. So it's a little bit different than other software organizations where well you can push it out a day or two, it's no big deal. You push it out a day or two, and the feature that these these clients that we have were waiting for now they can't offer these things to their you know, to their customers and they lose a lot of money. So I I think um, the the product management side of the fence isn't all that dissimilar. It just seems like it's a lot more fast paced. It's it's constant uh, context switching because we're dealing with so many different features. We're dealing with so many clients asking for all of these things that are so complex. And because the system is so feature rich and it gives you so many different uh, ways to configure a system, I'd say one of the hardest things that we have to do is test. Uh, most, of, most of the configurations are really their, their, their data relationships and not so much code relationships. or uh, uh, So really, when you're creating these configurations, being able to test them through their configuration, so when an application comes in, is, is ridiculously difficult. And, and to keep the platform safe, so we're not running into to issues is, uh, is a monumental task. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: we're definitely when when the customers come into us, they're, they're coming looking for an answer, right? So when you look at what my area does, we're we're trying to keep an eye on what the market is. Our, our, our sales and, mar- and business teams go to a lot of the conferences that are in our areas. They're talking with our third our other vendors and such and making sure that we understand what's going on. That information comes back through our groups. Um, I usually like to make sure the innovation group is about you know, a quarter ahead of what the development group is. So when they come looking for answers, we have them to give. We've already been thinking about those things. We've done some work and, and done some uh, proof of concepts that say, hey, these things are valuable and we should we should look into them next
3: and I'd say I'd say really one of the the biggest steps that we've made coming on the heels of moving to AWS uh, this last summer is now that we've we've been given an entirely new toolbox and going from a traditional data center uh, where you're kind of stuck with whatever software you can manage to now a infinitely scalable uh, set of tools that, that really allow us to deliver features a lot faster and and excite the hell out of Rob's team. So he's got a whole bunch of things that he can play with and, and help deliver. So say so that's huge.
1: What's your um, CI/CD disposition? Uh, you know, obviously you have that kind of um, rapid launch and you know ship code really quickly kind of uh, vibe. Um, I mean, this is important for any any SaaS provider. It sounds like you're really emphasizing uh, speed of shipping code. So, you know, how do do you work that out from a technology tool chain and and also from the organizational uh, setup of the, the engineering teams?
2: Well, the, the core of kind of what we've done, I mean, uh, as Jason alluded to, we, we just kind of uh, moved out of a private cloud into uh, AWS, as you we were saying. But the, the the first thing we kind of looked at is how do we build that automated deployment pipeline? Uh, we want, definitely are looking at, at a DevOps kind of environment here at DeFi. Uh, having developers be able to own from, you know, uh, creation to production. And so, yeah, we, we spent a lot of time looking at exactly what that pipeline looked like, removing all those little stops and gaps between all those things. So you're not shipping large quantities of, uh, of, um, that's what I'm looking for here. Um, product before it actually hits production as quick as possible, right? Uh, one piece flow is what we kind of talk about. And uh, a lot of if you look at like uh, books like the, the Phoenix Project, things like that, um, and you look at the three ways, we really try to instill that with all our developers here. Um, and the the reason why we looked at something like AWS is if you ever look at a book by like Ron Goldman and Richard Gabriel, they wrote a book called Innovation Happens Elsewhere. These days, uh, so and when you start looking at a lot of the open source world out there and all of the uh, the work that's gone into it, it really is. Someone else has done the 80% of the work that is necessary. You, if you can focus on the 20% where you're adding value to not just your market, but the ecosystem overall and technology, you're you're getting ahead and you're, you're able to focus on things that matter. and You're not reinventing the wheel, right? So our pipeline's completely based on uh, like a, a Jenkins play uh, playground, and from there we're looking at Docker and Kubernetes for anything where we want to control the full stack, anything where uh, we're not experts in such as queuing systems or elastic search engines things like that we look at pushing those into um, cloud native solutions where uh, someone else is handling the overhead of that and we can just focus on what we do which is decision engines right that's really what we're talking about at the end of the at the at the core of this
1: so what are like the core you know values of, of a culture like like what you guys are, are putting together and you know maybe how is how is that itself innovative and different because of the nature of that um, you know sort of high stakes uh, fast-moving customer base
3: you know i don't i don't know that we're necessarily um our culture is innovative i think we're just using principles that that you go to any devops conference and they're going to talk about we're trying to instill those in our developers we want them to constantly be getting better so what what does it take to get better how am i learning from my mistakes um you know we we do not have a, a culture of, of you know, reprimanding people when they make a, mis- a mistake in production or, or push code out. We roll it back and we figure out what we did and, and we try to automate so that doesn't happen again. So I wouldn't say that, that we're any different than, than most companies that, uh, that, that are kind of adopting these principles. I do feel like um, you know, we try to empower our employees as much as possible. Um, we love our culture. Uh, everyone who works here loves this culture, and I think it's because we we try to do everything we can to help each other out. And ultimately, I think that that's kind of at the root of what the the whole DevOps movement is. And I I, I kind of hate the word DevOps. I think it just it it means way too many things to too many people. But uh, you know, ultimately, I, I feel like this culture is is at the cusp of of really uh, gaining momentum here at Defy. And uh, to me, it's, it's an extremely exciting time. Uh, our engineers are more empowered than they've ever been. They have tools at their fingertips that they've never had and that they couldn't even dream of two years ago. So, so to give them those tools and to see the amount of value that they can add and as quickly as we can add it and, and give our business you know, our business uh, uh, users a, a platform that's stable, that's performant. And give them the features as fast as that they can ask for them. I mean, you can't ask for much more than that.
1: I I can see the listeners can't see that that you are both in different locations, right? And and obviously, you have at least um, in in some ways a remote, uh, remote friendly, or maybe hybrid, you know, sort of uh, work arrangement. And I've heard. Um, you know, some organizations are really successful with hybrid and they, they use the tools the right way and others really struggle there. I just wonder what's your remote and uh, distributed work strategy? How have you made that work? What are the critical tools? Remote work is a big thing that, that we get asked about a lot, particularly because a lot of times we're, we're onboarding the first or second uh, remote you know, freelancer to, to the team and, and they just aren't prepared for that. So, you know, what, what's worked for you and, and how are you making that happen?
3: Uh, you know, I've, I've been in the industry for over 20 years, and um, to be 100% honest, before I came to Defy, I had never been on a video chat. Not one time had I been on any kind of video conference call at all where my face was shown. So, so what's really unique is that 75% of the folks that work in my engineering group, uh, which consists of probably 25 to 30 people, they don't come in the office. Like I don't, I don't, hard, I mean, they're hardly ever here. Rob comes in once a quarter or so, uh, but I see their faces all the time. So using the standard tool sets like Slack and, and Zoom, uh, I mean, I used to use WebEx and, and Zoom is like the most amazing, I would, I would pitch it to anyone. I love it. Uh, but I think just the, those, those stacks that allow you to communicate regularly uh, I also think Slack can be a little bit of a, a hindrance as well. I think if you don't have folks that can manage their own time, it's very easy to get swept up into the amount of chatter going on in Slack. So, you know, we use Slack and a lot of Slack bots. We have a ton of bots that are kicking out information about uh, builds that are happening or code merges or stories that they might subscribe to in Jira. Uh, you know, we're using kind of standard software stacks, but there, that remote culture um, you know, coming from coming from a company that that you know promoted you working from home once uh, once a week, but didn't necessarily understand how to manage that. To now, it, it's it's almost weird to see people in the office sometimes. So, which is a completely it's a completely different uh, uh, lifestyle, and it it just allows you to work from home. It allows you to work wherever you are, and it's it's good for the culture. I think it's really healthy because people can communicate. Uh, over zoom and get their points across uh, just as easily as in person. So it's just it's it's harder for me, you know, coming from 20 years of of not being on video chat to assimilate to this environment. But once I did, I, I can't imagine it any other way.
2: Yeah, yeah. I worked uh, 15 years at Microsoft, and like uh, Jason, I I hadn't really uh, seen um, a, a true a dispersion of uh, of employees like this before. But one of the things that it really allows us to do by opening that door and embracing that as a company, and that's really the core of what we need to talk about here, is, is, is the company has to embrace this game plan. Right? You, Slack is now where your hallway conversations are, where your water cooler talk is. Zoom is like being able to just pop up a Zoom and talk. Hey, let's let's get together. It's the same as. Water in someone's office or walking down the desk to talk to the next person and if they embrace that and everyone puts the the energy into doing that then it becomes a, a very very much makes remote employees a first-class citizen in the overall um, company and that's super important when you start thinking about these things and if they're willing to embrace it and you set up a lot of conference rooms and you do that you're in, you can be in a good spot um, the, the 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 thing that I really also would recommend anybody that's really interested in doing this you do, do have to be dedicated I talked to some very smart people who have said multiple times that you've you spend a lot more energy when you're working trying to keep a remote um, employee base working together so if they're not into it and they're not really willing to put their effort in as well it's 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 harder to do so and, and, not, and it's not for everyone we do, do have some people in the company that do come to the office every day but when you do have this we now have the ability to start uh looking at where we can grab our talent from we have people everywhere from california and what that brings to the table and what seattle's brought to the table as well as what's in dallas right uh, dallas has a big uh medical uh technology background so we can we can influence on that Seattle, uh, definitely same idea. The Microsofts, the Googles are here. Same with California. And we can start to diversify what we bring to the table and the different expertise we have within it. So if
1: you can embrace it, it's good. Absolutely. Well, that's what we tell everybody. You know, hey, give it a shot and embrace it. Guys, it's, uh, it's been really cool spending time with you. Uh, excellent work at, at Defy. I love what you're doing.
2: Hey, thanks, Ledge. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you much.